Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Athletes Agency International Podcast. Um, we have a really special episode this week. We have Ash and Genevieve Whitehead. Um, Ash is the father of Genevieve, and Genevieve is a rower who has just finished her freshman year at Wisconsin. Um, in this episode, you'll get to hear the comparisons um, and the similarities of both of their mindsets towards the college system. Um, you're also going to hear from maybe the biggest Wisconsin uh, Badgers fan in the world and uh, a very passionate supporting parent, which is so important, so important. So um, I really enjoyed speaking with Ash and Jen. Um, I want to thank them for their time. And I know you guys are going to enjoy this conversation as much as I did. There he is. Ash, how are you doing? Oh, hi, Joe. Yeah, really well. Thanks. I've um, surprised myself. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it's good to see that you got it all set. Jen wasn't sure you were be, you would be able to figure it out. <laughs> well, she's she's, right. she uh, has a bit of um, history there. <laughs> well, Knowing guys. how technologically hopeless I am. But anyway, <laughs> good to be here. No, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you guys on the Athletes Agency International podcast, Ash and Jen. Um, yeah, I'm I'm real excited to talk to you guys. This is our, you know, first time I'm going to have, you know, an athlete and the parent on at the same time. So I'm interested to hear both of your views at the same time on everything I have to, um, you know, ask you about. Um, Jen, for you, you know, this we we start this podcast to give you the opportunity to share your experience and your journey in rowing, how you got started and how you got to where you are today. Um, and Ash, it's going to, we like to give the parents a chance to, um, you know, talk about what it's like from the parent side of you. And also you guys give out so much sacrifice and support and love uh, without, you know, the parents, uh, you know, us athletes wouldn't be where we are. Uh, we wouldn't be able to go on these journeys. So um, I'm excited to hear both of your stories today. Fantastic, Joe. Thank you. Of course. Good to be with you. Yeah. Well, Jen, I, I kind of want to start with you. Um, you know, you're from a very rural area of Australia. Talk to us about how you got into rowing. Um, well, I moved away to a boarding school in year eight, and it was in Brisbane, St. Margaret's Anglican Girls School. Um, okay. And rowing at the school is really big. It's like the culture there, the numbers. Um, so a lot of my friends were doing it and I kind of just gave it a go because it was a big thing. Everyone was doing it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Never heard of this sport before, never seen it. And then I kind of just got in a boat and enjoyed it, fell out a couple of times. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's how I started, um, and yeah, I haven't looked back since. No, that's that's actually similar to uh, another rower we have, Rosie Monroe. I don't know if you know of her, but she said, you know, she she actually was from a very rural area, similar to you, and then she went away to a boarding school uh, when she was about twelve or thirteen, and then just started to row and just kind of got put in a boat and. You know, it was like a thing, you know, either you figure it out or you don't and you either love it or you hate it. Um, and she loved it. So yeah. it's very it's very interesting to hear how athletes from very rural areas without the water around them get into a sport like um, like rowing. Um, Ash, you know, uh, what was you know, I'm interested to hear about your sporting background 
as you were growing up, you know, what was your background and how did it influence, um, you know, when you were raising Jen? Yeah, well, good question, Joe. I come from a, um, a sports mad family of mm -hmm. three brothers. Uh, my mother and father were both successful um, athletes in their own right at a school girl, school boy level and um, like very, very passionate Never having rowed myself, but played all the other sports, basically cricket and swimming and rugby and track and field. And um, we wanted to give our kids, knowing how important sport was to me personally in developing me, mm -hmm. um, we wanted to give our kids every opportunity by sending them away to boarding schools, which offered a full complement of sports. And, um, you know, rowing to me, is um, an extremely um, important sport to develop the character of a, of, a, of a young person. You know, all the qualities of resilience, teamwork, commitment. It's the, you know, quintessential team sport, you know. And um, we, we love being involved and seeing Genevieve develop in rowing over the years because of um, those qualities that, that rowing sort of gave her. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a very... I mean, I, I haven't actually personally rowed except on the rowing machine, but I can imagine it's similar to, you know, running a marathon. It's a very uh, mentally a very grinding sport. On top of it is very, um, you know, physically uh, tiring as well. But, you know, you're, you're kind of on your own out there. If you're doing individual rowing, if you're doing team rowing, you kind of have a group, uh, which is also an interesting aspect. But you're right. Uh, from, I mean, from my experience with my parents, my father had a sporting background and, you know, the things that you get in sports, the structure, um, you learn a lot of things. You learn a lot of like about respect, um, you know, hard work, all those things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very important as, as we're growing up um, and obviously translates into what she's doing now. So Jen, at what point were in your rowing career and um, did you think, you know, I want to take this over to the States and, you know, how did you find Athletes Agency? Um, well, I was still kind of like unsure about everything. And then at the start of year 12, there were um, a couple of American universities that came over and they were doing some talks at some of the clubs and schools in Brisbane. And I went and attended like a talk to see how, um, see what, it was actually about like I had no idea that you could go over to the US and get scholarships I didn't know that existed didn't know that playing sport in college was a thing um kind of I just lived in my Australian bubble um and then so I went to this talk um and then I spoke to my parents and said that maybe this is something that I think I'm interested in mm -hmm. um and I'm not sure how we found um Aussie athletes but then we connected, started reaching out to some schools um, through Beck, and um, yeah. Nice, and yeah, here you are. Uh, you just finished your freshman year at Wisconsin, a very good school. Um, yes. Ash, um, I actually have a, a quick question for you. I've I've heard you're you're quite the the support on the sidelines. Uh, I heard I heard a story, and Jen, I would like to get your input on this. Uh, there was maybe a, a race and you were knee deep in the water. 
this is what this is what this is what I've heard. So I'm I'm really interested to hear the full story. Well, there's probably there's more than one race where we've ended up in the water, um, <laughs> Joe. But um, as I said to you, we we come from a, a long line of passionate, um, you know, sports mad uh, people within our family, and so whatever we can do to help the kids um, put their best foot forward or best or forward or however you want to say it, uh, we'll do it. So yelling and screaming passionately in support of them is comes naturally. I love that. that. I love that. Jen, <laughs> Jen, what is that like when you're, when you're hearing that or do you, can, are you so focused that you don't even hear it? Um, to be honest with you, that's the first time I've actually heard that. <laughs> that <laughs> in the water. I didn't know that happened, but when you're racing, you're kind of just in the zone. The only thing you hear is the cocks and maybe the oars. That's that's mm-hmm. it. Like you block everything else out. You can hear the crowd and it's great support. But mainly your focus is just on the person in front of you and getting your oar in and out in time with everyone else to make the boat go as fast as possible. So I had no idea that um, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Joe. Nice one, mate. <laughs> no, I've done, I've done my research. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. No, I cannot. I cannot. Can I just uh, go ahead? Can I just go back to how we got a hold of um, Athletes Agency? Uh, good friends of ours um, referred us to Beck, and uh, and you know the rest is history. She was amazing, and we can elaborate on that now or a little bit later on. But she was brilliant, and uh, there's no way I, as a parent, would even remotely contemplate doing this myself. You know, it's just such a complex, convoluted and uh, at times frustrating process that mm. it's best left in the hands of the experts. And, and Beck certainly is that. She's, she's really professional, very calm and just great at her job. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's great to hear. And yeah, we can definitely elaborate on that a little bit. Um, I would like to hear you know, from Jen first, you know, what were the benefits of working with Athletes Agency and Beck? And then also from a parent standpoint, Ash, uh, you know, how you kind of already touched on it, but, you know, what things did you find most helpful along the process? Um, Well, for me, the benefits were like Beck had been through the process herself. So she knew it. She'd put other people um, through the same process. Um, and that she explained everything to me, what it meant to be in a D1 sport, what it meant to go to a D1 school, um, how to reach out to these universities, how to talk to them, what it involves, um, just everything that was included, like the school, how they call it school and not university. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's just I didn't realize it before, but there's so many differences between Australian and American universities, and the big step up between playing a school sport and then going on and playing a university sport, and the fact that you're capped at 20 hours um, a week of training, and um, your coaches will utilize every single one of those 20 hours. It's not <laughs> like school sport where it's three days a week, and that's about it. Um, yep. So, yeah, definitely Beck was great in helping me understand everything that was involved in uh, going to an American university. Um, so, yeah. And for you, Ash? Well, you know, from the moment we had our first meeting with Beck, she just laid out the whole process. And, 
you know, just repeating what I said there before, I just threw my hands up in the air and said, there's no way. Mm. Beck, how much? Yeah. Here's the money, whatever. <laughs> you can do it. You know, from the moment of, you know, um, organising interviews um, with the um, prospective coaches from the universities over there, identifying the universities that would suit Genevieve and uh, her skill level and her um, academic level. Um, you know, the uh, organising the official visits. Genevieve, um, with Beck, uh, committed to two only. We were pressed for time given that um, she was still in term four at St Margaret's in the final year. So it was a really important year uh, of term academically. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't spend that much time away. So Beck just streamlined everything. So we had two official visits um, and they were both fantastic. And then beyond that, the transcripts, organising the transcripts and the exit statements and then, you know, the visas, uh, going to the uh, embassy in Sydney and keeping in contact with the coaches all along the way. Um, oh, you know, I can't speak more highly enough of Beck and her role um, and of Aussie athletes, to be quite honest with you, Joe. Oh, that's great yeah. to hear. Great to hear. I mean, it is a very um, personalized and dedicated process. I mean, there's more than just, you know, organizing a team for you. It's like you said, visa, transcripts, you know, making sure you're taking the right classes, all that, all those things. And, you know, all those steps come into something great. Um, you know, I'd be interested. You said there was a few schools. I'd be interested here, Jen, you know, when you were coming to the decision of deciding and you said you had two official visits, correct? Yes. Oh, uh, so Ash, did you get to go along on those visits? Yes. I, I, you yes, know, I, I'd be really interested to hear, um, from both of you about, you know, maybe what were your thoughts about American University before you actually went on your official visit? And then when you got there, what was maybe the most eye-opening thing for you guys? Um, well, for me, mainly, I know this is going to sound, I don't know, not the best, but my go thoughts on American universities were all based off movies. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> So that's, that's pretty that's pretty common <laughs> yeah so i didn't have a lot of knowledge on them i had done my research on their school websites um and what that involved taking a tour through their website you know that sort of thing um mm -hmm. but i think the most eye-opening thing for me was how big they are um the resources mm. there they're just like especially for sport in australia it doesn't exist university sport it's it's not a thing and so over there like the everything they've got the trainers the um equipment the people the athletes the um academic side side of things like being a student athlete in america you're just so supported and they want to make that transition from high school to college as easy as possible whereas in australia um i know because i have an older brother who goes to university here. I have friends. They just kind of go straight into the deep end. You know, these are um, classes. Just take these. This is what you're going to do. You're going to graduate with this degree. Um, there's no help along the way. They don't get tutors, like the academic support that student athletes get. And so I think that was the biggest eye-opening thing for me was 
how important being a student athlete is in America and how supported you are. Awesome. Great insight. Yeah, absolutely. And can I just add to that, like my uh, views on the, the college system over there were basically, they, they were based on, you know, just a couple of the, 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 the very commercial sports like football, basketball, mm. and understanding how important being a student athlete um, it is. And the ticket for many of those, you know, demographically less um, privileged people, their ticket out of those demogra demographics into something much, much bigger. And, uh, the, and when we arrived there, it was apparent to me that the, the, the college culture was just so spirited. It, it, it was actually more like the private school system in Australia mm. um, that, that they put all their investment in the, in, the, in the college system. And that's where you get these tribal rivalries. And, you know, for instance, the Badger Stadium, it's, it's sold out for many years in advance uh, to watch the football. Um, but, yeah, and, and they, that's, that's my take on it. Um, just the passion, the culture, um, you know, and, and the uh, determination of everyone to, to be the best that they can be. I, I think that's just the, the wonderful thing about American college um, opportunities. Spot on. No, absolutely. It is a, it is a very, um, it's very much so its own environment and everybody, you know, you're within a, you're in just one state, you have so many schools, but each school is like its own place. Uh, you know, they, 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 they have their own, they support their own school, their own uh, mascot, their own teams. Uh, and it is very much so a presence when you step foot on a campus, uh, no matter, oh, you know, no matter. And obviously a school such as big as Wisconsin, it's going to be, it's going to be massive. Um, absolutely, Joe. And, you know, the merchandise sales just through the roof and no doubt we came back to Australia <laughs> with probably an extra suitcase full of merchandise from the two schools that we visited as a result. Of course, of course. Jen, what, what sold you on Wisconsin? Um, I think it was mainly, like, for me, um, because I was going to be rowing all the time and that's where I would be spending most of my days and the people that I was going to be around. Um, what sold me was the community there and the support mm -hmm. from the coaches and from your teammates. Um, so it was like a really spirited culture, everyone driving to be better together rather than individuals and the coaches were just super supportive in everything they were like yeah you're going to come in and we're just going to work you up to it it was the whole we're coming in no expectations um it is a big step from high school to college and they were great and nurturing us sort of thing um so that's what sold me was just the whole um, rowing community as well as the school it was great facilities people and Madison is a great college town as well so it's mm -hmm. small but it's still large and yeah awesome Ash did you did you kind of feel from the visits that Wisconsin was going to be the school that she was going to choose yes I did Joe although don't worry the other school that we visited Southern Methodist University was beautiful mm, it's another beautiful uh, campus. university and it's 
uh, beautiful university at a different stage, their rowing program. They were upgrading their program and, you know, uh, desperate to achieve um, results or better results at a conference level, um, you know, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, though, Wisconsin, as soon as we walked into that boat shed, you could just feel the warmth. Um, so the, the culture there is excellent. Um, the emphasis on not really flogging the, the freshmen so that um, the girls are at their very best and raring to go in their junior and senior years. That really appealed to me as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just nurture you, develop you and have you firing on all, all cylinders come your third and fourth years of college. Um, academically, you know, I, I did a bit of research on both universities, both excellent academic universities, although Wisconsin depending on the sites that you look at, the Centre for, you know, World University Rankings has Wisconsin in the last few years ranked, you know, around that 24th to 27th in the world. So that was really important Mm -hmm. um, to us. That Genevieve not only was going into an excellent rowing program, but it was coming out with a degree from a a, a very well-recognised and respected university that she could go anywhere in the world and people would have heard of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Yeah, I mean, the Badgers are, are worldwide. Everybody knows about the Badgers for the most part. Um, it is a very big school. Uh, and you mentioned in the, uh, earlier, you know, the, the Badger stadiums constantly sold out. Jen, did you ever get to go experience an American football game at Wisconsin? Yeah, I did. I think I went to... Every home game this year, I didn't stay for the whole time because mm-hmm. I didn't realise that American football, it's a great experience, but it's a very slow game. It is. It's very stop and go. It takes a really long time and you got to be in there for the long haul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, it was 15-minute quarters, but they would take a while. Um, mm-hmm. But the atmosphere there, it was crazy. Like the band was right in front of where the student-athlete section was. Um, and then we were behind the goalpost and you had the cheerleaders down the bottom and the dancers and then you had Bucky the Badger. Um, and one thing Wisconsin does is at the end of the third quarter, we have this thing called the jump around. Uh-huh. Um, so the song, I think it was Oh, jump yeah, around. jump around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure what reason it is, but just – that song comes on and everyone jumps up and down and gotcha. yeah it, and each school like has, the whole stadium is doing that and it's pretty cool. yeah it, it's really cool to 85 be- people joe all doing the jump around it's awesome to watch yeah oh it's amazing the, the football stadiums and uh basketball as well uh the amount of fans that they bring in uh is it's definitely an experience it's similar that you know the jump around similar to um I'm from South Carolina, so you're either it's either USC Gamecocks or Clemson Tigers. But uh, USC does the sandstorm, and every everyone has like a little white towel. And during the sandstorm song, they like swing it around, and it's like you said, it's just like eighty-five thousand to you know however many it is, just waving this towel around, going nuts. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. it's definitely it's, fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's unique, very unique. Um, you know, you, you, something I also wanted to get, uh, ask you guys is your favorite piece of gear. Uh, you said you probably packed the whole suitcase back. So 
Jen, as a, as an athlete, you're given quite, quite a bit. Um, maybe you can expand on, on that as well. And then Ash, I would like to hear what's your number one piece of Badgers gear that you put on. Um, so we are given quite a bit of gear. I think mine, like the favorite thing for me and for most athletes is, uh, the backpacks because mm-hmm. everyone kind of knows when you walk around campus that, oh, you're an athlete because you have an athlete backpack. Um, but also all oh, these jumpers that we got, I, I don't know. Do you know what a jumper is? Yeah, like of a, course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like a pullover. <laughs> Yeah, sweater sort of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, that and the backpack are my two favorite things. And so we get um, like t-shirts and shoes, um, clothes to work out in, um, zooties, unis. I think they call them uni suits. Um, so yeah, but we we didn't get those because we weren't racing. So that was mm. yeah, we didn't get around to that time of the season. But, of course, yeah. of course. And Ash, for you? Oh, got a badger cap, badger <laughs> scarf, Joe. I've also, um, just to, you know, go off topic a little bit, we breed and train um, Kelpies. They're working sheepdogs oh, and wow. cattle dogs, you know, and uh, we've actually named one of the dogs Badger. <laughs> so his fully registered name is um, Barwai Wisconsin Badger the first. Oh man. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and he's going extremely well and um, sooner or later I'll get around sending some, uh, you know, video footage of him working. So the rowing program, if they choose, can post um, an Australian Badger supporter in the shape of a, a, a dog. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. <laughs> We're, <laughs> We currently, right now, for everyone listening, we have the number one Badgers fan worldwide. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, Joe, can I, can I just add also, too, and I meant to say something there before, that um, good friends of ours, um, their daughter's at um, Wisconsin. She's a year above Genevieve, and she's a track athlete. And uh, oh. we knew also about her really positive experience uh, before we had the official visit. Mm-hmm. So that made a difference as well. And uh, Lucinda's going great guns over there. She's actually there now and, um, you know, early mm-hmm. training in uh, both track and, and cross country. So that, that made a difference as well. Of course, it's always, uh, I mean, the move itself is very daunting. So when you have someone that, you know, is close to home, it kind of, it eases the transition. I bet you know Jen felt that when she like you know stepped foot on campus and was settling in. Obviously, she has her, you know, she still has her own life and own structure. But knowing that you got someone there that can kind of help you uh, when you don't know what to do, you know, it's it's very calming. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, that's uh, that's great to hear. I, I'd be interested. I'd be really. I'm really interested to see the picture of a uh, of Bachelor at work. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Okay, will do, mate. Yeah, there's, I've got plenty of footage. I've just got to um, post it. That's it. No worries. Well, uh, Jen, you know, I would like for you to expand a little bit on, uh, you know, you, you said, you know, the resources uh, was something that was so attractive to you. Uh, what, you know, what kind of resources do you have as a student athlete that Wisconsin provides? Um, in the boat shed, we mm-hmm. have, because the boat shed is about, um, like a kilometer just oh, over wow. from the stadium. 
Okay, very nice. So, um, we have a snack room in there, which everyone after training or practice, as they call it, gets um, like protein, milks, chocolate milk sort of thing. And there's cheese in there, um, snacks, Gatorade, plenty of that. And then um, as well as because Wisconsin is up north and it is cold, uh, the lake does freeze over. They have a tank room, which for rowing, it's just kind of like this, there's multiple seats and you can put the oars and then you, they go into this water that kind of like um, circulates around the room. It's like a pond sort of pool thing. So mm-hmm. that's making any sense. <laughs> that was another great um, facility that they had. And then in Camp Randall, which is the stadium, um, there's the athletic trainers, um, which are also in the boat shed. We have those specific for rowing. Um, and they have a hot, cold room, hot, cold pool, sorry. Um, so we go over there after a really hard training and use the pools. And then you have the sauna and the steam room, which is good for cold. Um, and then you have another snack room in that stadium, which is great. Um, get smoothies. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, as well as the academic support there. In the stadium, you can have tutors. You just organise them for your um, subjects. And then there's, like, laptops and stuff there. And you can go to this kind of study area and all the other athletes are there or can come and go and it's kind of just a good place to be surrounded by people who are also studying instead of trying to do it in your room um so those are just some of the facilities that I thought were pretty cool compared to Australia's lack of facilities yeah wow I mean it's a lot anything else (laughs) I mean uh (laughs) yeah I I mean just from listening to that I mean I mean sauna steam room hot and cold pools, uh, you know, there's the weight room, obviously, you got all the, you know, make sure your nutrition's there. It's, uh, I bet as a parent, Ash, that's nice to hear that, you know, while she's across the world, you know, she's very well taken care of. Oh, absolutely, Joe. And, you know, that was a, a, you know, a massive feature that was so obvious when we walked into the place that not only do they have expert, expert coaches, in the in the um, rowing program, um, you know that have coached at an international level. Um, all the support staff, you know, they've got sports scientists and athletics trainers and physios and all the doctors, all the medical attention. They're really, you know, interested in um, ensuring that the 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 athlete is at the top of his or her game, but also that the student, from an academic viewpoint is, is um, supported as much as possible to do as well as, as well as they can academically because, you know, they have to pass and if they don't pass, they can't be there. Right. So they will do everything they can to support the student, um, you know, in every endeavour. Uh, yeah, and another thing too is, I mean, the Wisconsin program, I think it's produced 17 or 18 um, Olympians. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I don't know how many other programs throughout the country have a record like that, but it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, no, that's that's a very that's a very impressive record. Um, and that has to, you know, 
be credited to obviously their coaches, uh, the athletes themselves, but also all those things around them that, you know, like we, we just discussed that helped them perform at the, their highest level academically and athletically. Um, you know, without those things, uh, I'm not saying that they couldn't do it, but it would definitely be, a, you know, a bit harder on them. Um, Jen, you, you were talking about the academic resources. Did you ever, did you guys have an academic, like an athletic academic advisor? And what was uh, working with that person like for you? Yeah, we had one. Um, he, he was good. He checked in with us, like, I think at least once a month. Um, mm -hmm. We'd have to have a meeting with him. Um, and I'd kind of just talk to him about where I'm at and he'd be like, well, um, do you need a tutor? Is there something we can do? Do we need to talk to your coaches? Are you doing too much? Like, do we need to cut back your hours? Um, if you're worried about not passing your classes, um, he's like, do we need to organize a schedule for you to make sure that you can study, um, and get everything done on time? how can we help um basically his job was just to say what can i do to make sure that you pass and pass with flying colors if possible um so he was good and now i think we're getting a new we've got a new academic advisor i haven't spoken with her yet but mm -hmm. there's also a um one specific for rowing like a i'm not sure what her official title is but she's kind of a careers ad advisor and she helps you with choosing um the path that you want to go down because for me I still don't know what I want to study like I'm over there doing mm -hmm. my general subjects at the moment taking on my mm -hmm. breadth things that I need to graduate with and then I'm kind of deciding as I go as I go um so yeah she's been helpful in that and helping me choose a couple of different paths to go down nice no I, and i'm sure i'm sure they've they're putting you at ease as well but just to put you at ease yeah uh, you know like you said you're still figuring it out and that's totally normal i i went in as a business major and within my first three weeks i was like I, this isn't me and i i pulled out of my business classes and then i i started all over again and then i ended up transferring later uh maybe two years down the road and then I had to switch all over again as well. Um, so basically what I'm saying is you got time. Um, you can you know, figure it out as you go. And as you go, you, you know, you kind of figure out what are your interests and what is it, you know, you want to do. I mean, you only just finished your freshman year. So, um, you know, you got loads of time, loads of time. Uh, I, I would uh, I would do a lot of things to go back, you know, to start at freshman year again and uh, just go through the whole experience again. That's how great it was. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's another thing about the American universities. Like, you don't have to pick a major until the first semester of your third year. Um, I'm not sure whether that's just an athletics rule or whether that's a university rule. But in Australia, you kind of, like, apply for your degree. You don't apply for the university. You apply for the degree at the university. And then once you get accepted into that, you're kind of not always stuck doing it, but you need to take those subjects to do that degree. And like in America, you don't have to do those, you know, pick a degree straight away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you, like you mm. said, you have the time to figure it out. Um, 
and and and, and Joe, mm -hmm. sorry for interrupting. No, there, of course. You know, also as a parent, I think that's a really good system because I do not know how many young people start something in Australia at a university and then change six or 12 months or 18 months down the track. Mm. And um, not necessarily having wasted that time, but, you know, using the American system as an example, it just, it gives them that time to settle in and, and to really work out what they're passionate about. And uh, I, I, I think it's a, a wonderful system. Yeah, you're, you know, you're spot on. Um, you, you really do, you know, you, people can look at it one or two ways. They could think, oh, I'm taking unnecessary classes. Uh, you know, for example, Jen's doing her, her general studies right now, uh, getting those out of the way. But like you said, it allows, allows the student to, you know, really truly figure out who they are as an individual um, and what it is that they want to do in their life uh, beyond college. Um, I think it's, I think it's such a crucial time. And yeah, like you said, you know, many people kind of go down a path really early and then, you know, they figure out that, you know, maybe this isn't them. And then, you know, sometimes you can't really get out of the situation if you're, you know, too far into the process or, you know, um, you, then you might have some kind of regret. So the system allows you to, uh, make decision at your own time per se, um, you know, really give it some good thought. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. Absolutely, and and for refreshment, it's pretty daunting, especially mm -hmm. for an Australian entering the university system for the first time. You know, you think that adjustment from home um, into a, a, a new system completely. Uh, you, you know, the issues dealing with a, a new culture. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, giving them that time to find their feet, um, not only you know, academically, but the way Wisconsin approaches it um, athletically um, was really appealing for us. Yeah, of course. Ash, when, you know, when she made a decision to go to Wisconsin, what did you think that she was going to have some major adjustments or what were your feelings on that as a parent? Well, to be honest with you, Joe, like the most daunting aspect of um, Genevieve leaving home occurred five years prior when she went to boarding school. Mm. So um, we'd already had that separation anxiety, if you want to call it that, right. uh, in 2014 when she started St. Margaret's. Not to say that going to another country, as I just alluded to before, you know, didn't play on our minds. Um, having, you know, our good friend's daughter over there, Lucinda, mm -hmm. she was there, you know, and, and, and just the faith that we had in the system and especially the coaches within the program itself, um, that was really comforting and that was really important that they, were, they had this nurturing, caring, um, motherly type approach um, for our girl. And uh, so that really relaxed us. To, to significant extent, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and Jen, for you, uh, maybe what were some of your your biggest adjustments? Other, you know, obviously, you know, you're coming into a brand new culture, uh, a whole new structure of university. Um, also, I, I I know I know about the Wisconsin winters. I know that's brutal. Maybe what were some of your biggest adjustments uh, when you stepped foot on campus? Um, I think. <laughs> Maybe my biggest adjustment 
was like didn't really hit me until the winter time when mm. I'd already done winter in Australia. And on, although it's not as bad um, as America, particularly Wisconsin, um, when it got to the winter time in Wisconsin and Australia was in summer, that's the part where I really struggled with seeing everyone in the warmth kind of um, lacking vitamin D in Wisconsin. <laughs> that was the biggest adjustment for me. Um, but other than that, I kind of just, I made friends over there quite easily. And so I didn't really have, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't really have a hard time moving over there other than the winter. No, of course. And, you know, uh, Ash, you, you spoke on it. That that comes from, uh, you know, sending her to boarding school at a younger age. And there's so many benefits in that. Well, we saw that in Rosie Monroe as well. Uh, you know, she she just she went she rose at Indiana University and she was like, oh, you know, yes. the, the whole process for me was a breeze. You know, I already already did the thing of, you know, having a roommate. I already, you know, did the distance. You know, I, I've done that. So for me, it was just another step, another, another just a little bit of a change, another school. Um, and that's really, that's definitely beneficial uh, in a move, you know, as big as, you know, when you're going across the world to already kind of have had that kind of experience before. Um Obviously, oh, absolutely, yeah, and it all matters, it all counts, Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, that that adjustment, those sort of factors play a big part in the you know ease in which the the, the kids, um, you know, settle into things, definitely, yeah. definitely. But another thing that's important, and a lot of Australian, uh, you know, Australians don't realize this is the drinking age, too. You know, being 18 in many states, is, uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? At 21, Correct. 18 in Australia, but 21 in many states in America. You know, um, th that's something to be aware of as well. Yeah, no, there's, there's, uh, I, I would say, I know I haven't been to Australia, but I spent two years in New Zealand. And I mean, obviously, the culture between Australia and New Zealand are different in itself. But I actually found that there is, it's, it's a bigger cultural change than many would think uh there there is quite a bit of differences and um you know i can only imagine you know doing it in a university setting um you know all the things that you have to adapt to jen um and obviously you've done so uh quite well uh which is great to hear um you know jen if you could tell the listeners about you know being a rower at wisconsin and what's maybe you know your day-to-day -day schedule from the moment you wake up to when you have to go to bed and start it and do it all over again um so my typical day would be well i'll just pick a summer day where we're actually on the water instead of winter where we're working all the time um mm -hmm. but usually we would wake up um and my dorm last year so the residence halls that we lived in was a five minute walk from the boat shed so i wouldn't have to wake up that early um but usually at about 5 25 i would wake up get dressed walk to the boat shed get there and stretch be ready to get on the ergs at 10 to 6 to warm up and then once we've done a 10 minute warm up on the ergs we go downstairs find out our lineups for the 
or the seating order for the boats. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'd go out and we'd row until um, 7.30-ish, maybe a little bit later, maybe 8 o'clock. Um, and then we'd get off the water, but we'd have to make sure we're off the water because some people have 8.50 classes. Not many people take 8 a.m. classes because we always have training. Mm-hmm. So the earliest classes people take are usually 8.50. So we get off the water, um, shower, and then we walk over to the athlete breakfast, which is provided from 7 o'clock until 10 a.m., I think. Okay. Um, so then we walk over there and we get breakfast, which is usually um, there was always oatmeal. There's, oh, well, yeah, always oatmeal, um, some, some some kind of potatoes, some meat, and then there's always cereal, chocolate milk, Gatorade, etc. In mm-hmm. the did you um, did you guys have a an omelet bar? An omelet bar? No, we did not oh. have an omelet bar. That, we we, we yeah, we had one of those, and that was uh that was my go-to, like yeah, every day. We have <laughs> sure. an omelet bar in the dining hall that's under the residency hall that I lived in, but not mm-hmm. in our athlete dining hall. Um, gotcha. So I'd usually do that, and then I'd have classes all day until practice again at four o'clock. Um, we practice four till six, which could have been a lift or on the water again or ergs, um, and then stretching again. And as a freshman, I would walk back to my dorm, have dinner downstairs in the dining hall there, which had every cuisine you could think of, which was great, but often difficult when you wanted to, had to decide what to eat. Um, mm. And then I would go upstairs, do homework for a couple of hours because that's another thing about America. Um, homework is part of your grade where in Australia it's kind of like, oh, this is optional. You don't have to do it. It might help right. you, but I'm not going to be grading you on it. Whereas in America, you have homework, you have tutes, you have to read a book and you go to class and discuss it. So I found it very similar to school rather than the independency of university where it's all on your own. Um, Right. And then, yeah, go to bed and do it all again the next day. Yeah, that's it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely... Definitely a long day. Uh, I remember going through it for four years as well, and just uh, you know, you look back and you're like, "Wow, you know, how did I, how did I cram all that stuff in just one day?" But you know, you do it, and you're in the routine, and you love it. Um, it's just part of what you do. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, th- I mean, the the structure of the whole university system, and especially as a student athlete. You know, you really are put on a schedule. Um, you obviously do have your own freedom, but um, it makes you, you know, you, you're staying focused. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's definitely different. Ash, I would like to kind of hear, you know, about your your schooling background compared to, you know, what, what Jen is experiencing right now. Obviously, there's a lot of differences, um, but maybe what's the biggest thing that you've found uh, for Jen that she's experiencing that maybe uh, you thought would have been very beneficial for you as well? Oh, 
Well, Joe, first and foremost, I mean, she's getting an international experience, uh, a degree, and, and she's part of a, an excellent athletic program all at once. You know, for us, once we left school, we'd go to university or to an agricultural college and pursue, you know, our area of interest there and then go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in terms of travel, some people travel post-school, but um, I, I didn't. I went straight into university life and um, played a little bit of sport there, but it wasn't the focus. Um, you know, probably partying and, you know, when I was at university was the focal point of university life. It was for most of us. Some did it better than others, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, for her. So I, I, I just think if anyone has, you know, an ability that they can um, leverage into these opportunities into America uh, in the way of being a student athlete to really, really go for it. I I just think it's an amazing opportunity. And um, yeah, yeah. Good luck to anyone that pursues it because you won't regret it. No, no, not at all. Um, And, you know, a lot of, you know, there's obviously people have a lot of fears and some people have fears in going over. Uh, just, you know, with the, the the move and everything. But the thing is, you can always come back, you know. But if you don't go and experience it and at least try, you're always going to be thinking about it. Um, and that's kind of something that, uh, you know, we like to tell a lot of our athletes, you know, uh, if that's something you are thinking about doing, you know, and if the opportunity is there, you can just go grab it. And then if it's not working out for you, you know, you can always come back to your, to home. Um, so that you know, that's oh, yeah. Oh, Joe, you're so right. Sometimes it doesn't work for the for the young people to go over there, but to, it's really important, and that's why Beck was so good to do the research on the university. I mean, mm-hmm. the weather, for instance, is a big factor in determining, you know, where you want to pursue your opportunities. If in fact you do get offered something, um, like Genevieve had to get a head around the fact that um, the lake freezes over it you know, Wisconsin <laughs> there for three or four months. So you're going to spend a lot of time on the ergo. And if you don't like the erg, don't go to Wisconsin, in other words. Um, that's just an example of, of, you know, knowing what you're getting yourself into and not jumping the gun too early. And another thing too is, I've mentioned before, you've got to pass. If you don't pass, you can't be there. And um, so it's not just the athletics. You're a student athlete, and that's why they, you know, basically describe it in those terms. Um, you got to pass. Yeah, it's it's student athlete and student first for a reason. You know, uh, yeah. Of course, of you know, when I went to the university as well, my main focus was my sport. You know, it's just because what you love, and I'm sure Jen, you have the same feeling. But, uh, yeah, you know, you, you can't play unless you're doing well in the classroom. So it's definitely a priority. Um, and they make it known. They definitely make it known. Um, yeah, absolutely. Jen, um, you know, I, I've been hearing, uh, you know, uh, the word erg uh, tossed around quite a bit. Can you tell the listeners about what's inside the erg and, um, you know, how beneficial it is for you as a rower? Um, the erg is... In other words, called the rowing machine, and it has like a fan that you can change the resistance on it. Um, okay. To right. It kind of like similar to feeling like you're on the water, or you can make it feel really heavy. Um, 
but you kind of have a chain and you pull that and then you release it in this right, right. <laughs> oh, okay. I've obviously have uh, confused. I just call it the rowing machine when I go to the gym. So, <laughs> uh, but how how many like what I really want to get into more is you know the amount of equipment that is there for you guys. You know how many of the ergs are how many ergs are there? Uh, maybe your weight room. You know how big is it? Uh, you know the 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 things that are inside the weight room. Also as a team. Are you guys getting in the weight room and what kind of things are you doing in there? Um, so we have oh, enough ergs for every girl on our team. And then there's also enough for the lightweight team and the men's team. Um, so there could be over at least over 120 ergs maybe. Um, wow. Just to put a number out there. Um, and then there's also in the boat shed, there is a weights room. Um, and so what there, there's like, I think six, eight, eight racks maybe, um, and medicine balls available. Um, and we have our own trainer. She works with us and a couple other girls sports. Um, but she comes and coaches us in our weights room and gives us, uh, exercises specific for our sport so that we can, target areas that we use instead of um just doing a general sort of thing we do that as well but she also um works with us for rowing specific exercises and kind of mm -hmm. likes to replicate the movements that we do in the boat in the weights room um so that's good and then we also have like a room full of bands for stretching and um that sort of stuff as well as lots of foam rollers yeah no i mean the again going back to the resources the weight room is definitely something that is very um uh when i was you know looking at schools and the gym was the first thing that i wanted to like always look at you know what kind of equipment what, what's, have. excuse me joe what sport um were you involved at, at the university level mate i played soccer um so okay. Yeah, I went to uh, a small school at the start, but I came from a very small high school. Um, so okay. I went from, I'm from South Carolina, and I actually ended yes. up going to Colorado uh, and went to Regis University and played soccer there. Yes. And yep. I, I always wanted to get out. I always just, I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. I love it. It's home. Okay. But I've always been that individual that uh, I, I just wanted to get away and, and, and as far as I could, could go. And I was the only person from South Carolina at the school. Um, and that was okay. kind of the environment that I wanted. I just I wanted a whole new like a whole new start. Um, and I loved it. I loved every bit of it. And then I ended up uh, deciding to transfer for my my last year. Um, I transferred to a Division One school back home in my hometown in Charleston. Yes, and yep. uh, I think I did that because I I loved Regis. I loved Colorado. It's a second home for me, and all my all the people I met there are like family to me. Uh, they mean they mean the world to me. But in terms of my schooling, and um, I also felt that. You know, I knew, like I said, I always wanted to get away. And I knew after college I would want to go abroad. And now I'm in Germany and I spent time in New Zealand. Um, and so 
I've been all over the place. I knew that I needed a little bit time home before I was going to go embark on my, you know, journey that I'm on now. Um, and so I transferred back to College of Charleston, and I loved every bit of it as well. Uh, it was a different feel, a bigger school. Um, you know, still not as big as Madison, but it was like about 10,000 kids. Uh, and that felt pretty big to me, but it was in my hometown and it was comfortable and the facilities were a bit yes. different. And uh, it was just the experience of having to, you know, getting to play division one and getting to compare the two uh, was kind of what I was after. And uh, what I felt when I, you know, it may be different in rowing. And uh, what I found is that, uh, you know, uh, athletically, there's not really a massive, massive difference in your in your divisions. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we were a, a very good Division two program uh, and we could compete with Division one programs and we did in our offseason. But I think what you did see a big difference was was in the funding. And, um, you know, we're, 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 we were in a conference that had us traveling all over the place. And Jen, I, I would like to, for you to touch on this for what you did get to experience before COVID, um, you know, we were traveling by plane to our, to our games, staying in very nice hotels. Uh, and we, we traveled nicely uh, in, in, at my division two school, but we didn't have to fly anywhere. Uh, you know, we still stayed in nice hotels and everything, but the whole experience, you know, you're flying as a team, you're going to these big other big universities, you're playing on their big campuses. It was, uh, it was definitely eye opening and, uh, basically what I was exactly after. Um, but yeah, Jen, I would like to hear, you know, as a team before COVID, I saw that you, you might've got to uh, compete in a few events. I don't know if there was much traveling involved, but as a team, when you're going to these events uh, and traveling, you know, tell us what that's like for you. Um, the only one that I traveled to was in Indiana, um, okay. where we raced indiana and one other school um i can't remember what the other one was, was. Uh, iowa i think was it yeah i think it was iowa um so we traveled by bus there and we stayed in a really nice hotel overnight um and we got per diem money which is like um money that they put on a card that they've given you like a credit card sort of thing um and you can choose to spend that on um, like that sum of money on the food and however much you want to spend on what food. Um, so that's what we were given. And then we had another trip to Florida. Our training trip was down there uh, for 10 days and we were given more per diem money. We were given meals. Um, and that they, was a camp. That was a camp, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. A training trip. Oh, um, very nice. Yeah. What was uh? How did how did you like Florida, and compared to Australia as well? I mean, maybe similar climates. Um, it's definitely that's down in my neck of woods where I'm from. It's very uh, muggy and humid and hot, but you know, there's some beautiful scenery. Yeah, definitely. We were at Cocoa Beach, and okay. that was really nice. It was kind of like. I don't know, it was winter there, so I guess it was similar to Australia because it was still warm during the day and it wasn't that cold at night, um, which was a good change from Wisconsin. Um, so, yeah, I liked Florida. I went and saw an alligator. It wasn't that different <laughs> to a crocodile. But, yeah. 
And you went back there too before you returned home in March. Oh, yeah. And I went because we were meant to have a spring break trip to Tennessee, but that was cancelled because of COVID. So I went okay. with a friend in Miami. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Not a, not a bad place to go visit before yeah. you come home. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. And I would also like to hear from uh, you, Ash, as well as a parent. You know, COVID's happening. Uh, for you, Jen, it's very unfortunate you don't get to like really compete your complete your fresh your true freshman campaign. Obviously, you're going to get that eligibility uh, year back. But you know, Jen, from your standpoint, you know it's it's kind of happening. You, you're you're going to have to fly home. How is your team keeping you fit? And from you, Ash, you know, uh, how, you know, as a parent, seeing it all kind of unfold and happen, uh, you know, what were the things from the university standpoint that you were really impressed about uh, with the whole, the whole thing going on? Um, well, for me, we kind of like, it was very disappointing because everything was canceled like two days before we were meant to go on our um spring break training trip to Tennessee it was cancelled and then our season was cancelled and I felt really bad for the seniors because it was their last year competing um Mm -hmm. most of them were graduating so they didn't get an extra year of eligibility um and so I came home after that and then the way that we've kind of kept in touch was we had weekly meetings with our coaches um to you know, keep in contact, talk about how we're training, what we're doing, um, how we're coping with the lockdown um, COVID situation. Um, and then we also, as as our team, we have Instagrams, like a separate account called our workout Instagrams, where we just post oh, nice. pictures of the workouts that we've done um, to kind of show our teammates what we've been doing as well as get ideas from other teammates um, and uh, talk to people if they're in a similar situation to us where we might be in a rut because it's really hard to train on your own. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. kind of some of the ways that my team's been helping me and I've been handling it and what I've been doing. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, And you, and you Ash, you know, um, you know, seeing that, all kind of happened and she has to come home. Um, you know, this was something that I was really impressed with from not just college sports in general, but, uh, and not just sports in general, everything uh, during the pandemic, uh, how they were staying connected when all their athletes were, you know, spread across, across the entire world. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know what they would have done before, you know, Zoom or the other social media um devices that you can rely on now or apps or whatever you can tell that I don't really know what I'm talking about there but um, (laughs) yeah but for Genevieve even completing her you know assessment um, online like to be able to do that and you think about it Joe in the middle of nowhere in Australia um, Mm -hmm. and to do it successfully without any issues is fantastic Um, once again, the coaches were brilliant during all of this. They understand how important it is to keep the, the team um, unity intact, to, you know, to keep everyone involved and interested and, uh, and they've continued to do that even up until the other day that, you know, Genevieve was talking to her coaches, which is great. And um, 
constantly getting emails and updates there in terms of what their strategies are in dealing with this pandemic once they return. So that'll be another interesting aspect too, Joe, um, you know, how it all unfolds um, because it's such a fluid situation. But yeah, look, it's unfortunate, to, you know, to the point that my wife and I, we're all set to go over and uh, support the girls at the Big Ten Conference. Um, when yeah. was that in May? Was it May? Or yeah. in April or whenever it was. We were, we were all set to do that. We couldn't do that, but that's okay. Um, hopefully we'll get a, um, another one or two opportunities before she's finished at Wisconsin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when you guys do get to go experience that, it's, it's definitely, um, it's going to be awesome for you guys. It's going to be a whole new experience. The, the big, when you go to these big 10 and the conference play, and then also NCAA, um, you know, obviously Jen, you're doing events all throughout the year, but when you go to these kind of events, it's, it's a whole nother level. You know, there's, there's cameras around, you know, uh, it, it feels like very official, um, and I, did, I, you know, I was lucky enough to have some NCAA experiences um, myself. My freshman year, we went all the way to uh, the quarterfinals, and that, I mean, going through that uh, was was amazing. Um, it just it, it's something that I'll never forget. And um, you know, I'm excited for you. Unfortunately, Jen, you didn't get to go this year, but I'm excited for you, um, especially that you just finished your freshman year and you have all these years ahead of you of you know what you can accomplish in those in that time and also the experiences that you'll get to have um you know and you know you, you also get to do a lot of traveling you get to see new cities um so you know really everything that you do in your competitive season uh or in your college experiences is, as a student athlete is awesome you know you really especially as an international you're going to get to travel and see these new places uh almost you know check them off your list kind of thing um so a lot of exciting things ahead of you jen yeah definitely i think at this point in time i've seen more of america than i have of australia <laughs> oh wow how about that jen now you're you're in you went you know you went home originally um which is a very rural place and you stayed training stayed fit but now you're in brisbane and you're getting back on the water correct yes Awesome. So, you know, talk us through what you're doing now, now that you have the access to the water. Um, you know, what's your schedule like right now? Um, mostly I kind of just get up in the morning and train. So I've been training like three days a week on the water. Um, mm -hmm. And then, so I'll work out in the morning and that could be from six till eight or eight thirty, or we could start at five. So it could be from five till seven or seven thirty. And then I kind of just don't do a lot during my day. I run a couple errands, um, see some friends because they're in their uni holidays as well. And then I'll work out again in the afternoon. And then I kind of just cook myself dinner and get ready for bed and do it all again the next day no yeah so yeah, keeping that routine as well you know that that comes from uh you know instilling her in sports uh as well uh you, you know you're always constantly on a routine i know um you know that that is something that i will always keep in my life is making sure i have some kind of routine uh and that came from playing sports growing up and 
the college experience as well. Uh, you know, keeping a very structured day. Um, because without it, then you just, it, I don't know, it just feels a little daunting. You got this whole day with no schedule, no routine, and you just, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, so, yeah, making sure you're staying training, uh, you know, wake up, get it done, do the same thing in the afternoon. Um, you know, Ash, did you ever, uh, I mean, it sounds like Jen's a very motivated and driven person. Um, you know, was has she always been like that you know through her rowing career and also before her rowing career or was this something that you kind of saw develop as she was going about uh rowing and uh, she's always been like like growing up on a property joe on a farm um mm -hmm. you know she's always been a self-starter she's always been willing to lend a hand you know doing whatever we're doing on the property whether we're mastering the livestock or fencing or whatever she she and her brother were always um well they had no choice anyway joe to be honest with you um <laughs> but and they've taken that with them away to boarding school and the boarding schools just continued to develop that that um that that process which you know that's what it's all about you know the process and um no we're, we're just very proud that um she's um always been willing to to test itself get outside that comfort zone and uh i think you know no more so than what she's doing now in, in america and uh sometimes you know kids just need a little bit of encouragement or or um poking or prodding to get them there but you know once they're there it's amazing what they can achieve if given that it opportunity is. yeah it is. And like we said, you know, Jen, you have so much ahead of you. Um, all very We're all very excited on behalf of Athletes Agency, what you can accomplish, and we know you'll accomplish great things. Um, you know, you guys have given some amazing insights. It's been fantastic speaking with you. We're close to wrapping it up. I know it's been quite a while. Um, you know, Jen, I'm obviously you're in your freshman year, uh, and you're still deciding what you want to study. Um, and the years ahead are, are, you know, could be daunting, but, you know, what are maybe, what's in your head now as your thoughts for after college? Will you want to continue rowing, uh, maybe stay in the States, going back home? What are, what are some of the ideas that you have at this current moment? Um, at this current moment, I'm kind of just open to anything. I think it will depend on where I will be in two or three years time whether I have an internship and I want to keep that or um, if I see myself getting faster and I do then have aspirations or to keep rowing and come back to Australia and potentially row for Australia I'm not sure yet but like those are all things that I do have in mind if the opportunity opens up I will pursue that um, but it's just what happens in two or three years time I'm not sure but I just plan on going back getting stronger getting faster working getting my degree whatever that will be and then I'll see what happens after that awesome no all great things um Ash for you as a parent uh if you were to run into a parent today or maybe you have in the past um who was thinking about or has a kid that wants to go on this pathway, what kind of advice would you give that parent? Oh, well, first of all, I'm happy to talk to anyone, um, Joe, whether you, Dave, or, or Beck. I'm happy for, for my number to be, I'd, yeah, to give them 
um, a parent's insight into the whole process. But oh, look, you've only got to hear in Genevieve's voice how happy she is, how mm -hmm. eager she is to return, despite, you know, all the protesting and the, the global pandemic and all the doom mm -hmm. and gloom. She wants to get back over there and sink her teeth into the opportunity again. She's got some wonderful friends over there um, and she's getting this life, you know, changing experience, getting the confidence to take her anywhere in the world and to achieve her dreams, you know. And, and I, I think the best advice that I can give to any parent is that, you know, if the, if the son or daughter's got the talent and they're thinking about pursuing an opportunity in America, then to really go for it. And most importantly, use Aussie athletes because you won't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate that. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and for you, Jen, you know, uh, for maybe some rowers, maybe from, you know, maybe your hometown uh, or Brisbane, uh, you know, if they're thinking about the U.S. college pathway, what would you tell them? Um. I just tell them to take the opportunity and do it because like my friend and I from Australia, the one that's on the track team in America as mm -hmm. well, we've had this discussion a couple of times and life in Australia, it kind of like particularly colleges here, they have that big party lifestyle and they do the same thing every week nothing changes and we always talk about that how we're going overseas we're getting a degree we're playing a sport that we love but we can still come back and do those things but nothing in Australia changes they stay with the same people they stay doing the same thing and that's what they want to do that's okay but I'm just saying like if an opportunity comes take it go with it because everything's still going to be here when you get back it's still going to be the same and you're going to have been over there, had that opportunity and come back and still be able to do everything else everyone else did. Brilliant. No, I mean, I had those same feelings. You know, you go home. It's always nice to go home for summer or winter break, whatever it may be. But then, you know, you get that initial, oh, I'm back home. It feels so good. And then very quickly, you're like, you know, I'm already ready to go back. I miss my friends. I miss training. I miss, you know just being in the whole like you know environment um it is something that you you know you either you're either motivated or you're not and you know obviously uh ashley said it perfectly she just wants to go back and sink her teeth into it you know get started and uh, i can hear that in her voice which is awesome um yeah. you know in in the whole process you know we, we did talk quite a bit about athletes agency and working alongside beck uh, you know what was maybe for both of you, um, you know, what is the, your favorite aspect about working with Athletes Agency? I know we said it's a, you know, it's efficient. Uh, you know, we're very, you know, detailed uh, in the process. It makes it a lot easier. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about maybe your your your, your guys' personal relationship with uh, your with uh, Beck and you know how she kept you guys level headed through maybe some tough times um, and stuff like that. Oh, well, if I can just open there, like, of course, Beck and I, Beck and I became good friends. When, when, when we'd talk, I'd be out in the paddock doing something and the conversation would end up, you know, lasting an hour or an hour and a half. We'd talk about everything, not just, not just what we're doing with Genevieve. So that was terrific in itself, but just the way that she just was, um, 
you know, it, it, there was a, a formula to it, a process, and uh, she just relaxed, you know, us along the way. And uh, attention to detail was, you know, terrific uh, to achieve the result. And we couldn't, you know, have expected the result that we've ended up with in terms of the university and the, and the program that she's involved in without um, Beck's wonderful assistance. Yeah, she was amazing. Awesome. That's great to hear. And for you, Jen? Um, I definitely think she just took a, a lot of the pressure away for me. Like, it was a very daunting experience because going to American University is such a big thing. And as well as I was finishing my final year because we have, like, our school year goes from January to November. And I was in my last couple of months of school um, doing that whole process like, I didn't realise that, you know, you had to have a big official signing day and you had to have all these transcripts and everything like that. And mm. Beck just took a lot of the pressure away and was kind of just put it in the simplest terms and said, when you get a chance, can you just get these things to me? I'll, I'm here to help. What do you need? What can I do? Um, these are the universities that I think will best fit you because she had me, like, fill in a form and said what um, I think there were, like, 10 or... 12 yeah to rank um, them to rank yeah. yeah uh top not topics but subjects kind of like weather um conference academics mm -hmm. um athletics sort of thing and i had to rank my rank rank them in order of what was most important to me and then with that information she went out and she spoke to different universities and i think that just took a lot of the pressure off me having to reach out myself and having to, um, you know, kind of work out the whole process by myself, which would have been a disaster. So, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's definitely daunting. It's more daunting so for someone outside of the States, um, just because you also, you know, the difference in the schooling, the visa, all those things we talked about. So having someone that's been through the process to ease it um, is massive. It's a massive uh, asset to have um jen this is something that we call and also ash I, I would i would maybe like your your america starter pack as well we call it the america starter pack it's your four essentials to bring to wisconsin um and what are they for you guys um for me four essentials to bring to wisconsin in particular would be a parker um wait a, a what a parker yeah you know like the what's that big jackets like the Oh, a stadium jacket. Yeah, the, the puffy jacket. Yeah, like something a, warm. A, yeah, nice warm jacket. Um, okay, cool. Um, um, I'm trying to think what else would be important. Um, Dad, do you have any? Do you know what? You um, just a great attitude. You're going to take a great attitude and and just you know embrace the opportunity. Um, I don't know if I Joe can get to four. Um, you know, on the spot. But um, seize the moment, mate. Seize the moment. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll take those. Um, those, are, those are good, especially um, I know Wisconsin, the winter is brutal. Um, when, I, when I went to Colorado, I came from a state that it doesn't snow into Colorado where it snows all the way till June. Um, so <laughs> I know what that's like adjusting to the winter and you know, one day, like it's a June warm day, and then all of a sudden, the next day, you got 
you know, five inches of snow, six inches of snow. And you're like, what's going on? You know, what, what season are we in? Um, but, uh, you know, you were spot on, Ash, with a, a great attitude. Um, something we like to say is coming in with an open mind. Uh, if you don't have an open mind, then, you know, when you step foot on campus, it's going to be very difficult to adjust. And Jen, you, you've obviously have had an open mind in it, um, which has been great for you. Um, Ash, you know, we, we like to kind of open up this time for, uh, as a parent, if you have, you know, anything you would like to say about Jen, um, you know, what she's accomplished so far and, you know, obviously what's ahead of her. Oh, well, she knows. I often tell her how proud we are, you know, how hard she tries and uh, how we've always emphasised it's, you know, not the result, but it's, you know, it's the process, getting that right and then the result will look after itself. And she's always been able to test herself. She's always done her very best. And, um, you know, you can't ask for any more than that. And the fact that she's over there having this experience, wow, you know, as I said, really really proud of her and um excited about what the future might hold for her absolutely and jen for you you know i know for me personally my my parents have always been my uh my biggest motivator biggest support whenever i'm calling and it, it, whether it's about my playing or uh now my work or uh when i was going to school and hopefully soon maybe go to school again but you know, in schooling, it was, they were always my first people to talk to. Um, and having that support always gave me at ease that mind when I, you know, step foot on the field or for you, when you when you go out on the water. How important is to have uh, someone like that for your, your dad and your mom? Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely really important, especially for like a sport like rowing, which is both physically and mentally tough. You just sometimes need to have that person who is removed from the situation to talk to about what you're going through. Like they've seen you go through it in high school and now you're on a whole nother level and they kind of understand, but they're also like understand you as a person um, and can give you advice on like what they would, would have done as well. Um, so I think it's great to have them, even though I do call them at some ridiculous hours sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we don't mind, Joe. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the same way, Jen. I know. Uh, I mean, my parents are. I'm sure you guys as well. But my parents are early risers, so if it's like 5 a.m. their time, uh, I don't really think twice about giving them a call. Yeah, <laughs> you know, start your morning. You hear my voice. <laughs> um. But no, they, they're they're massive. And on behalf of Athletes Agency, Ash, uh, you know, we want to say thank you for, uh, you know, the person who you raised. Uh, she's obviously done very good in uh, in her time that she's had so far, and she's going to do great in the future. Uh, she's very motivated, driven. I can hear the passion and the excitement in her voice. And a lot of that, you know, all of that comes from you guys as parents. Um, you know, your constant love and support, your sacrifices that you make to uh, you know, make sure she's doing things that interest her and in pursuing her passions. So on behalf of Athletes Agency, once again, thank you. Um, it means it means the world to us. Well, thank you so much, Joe. We've really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, and thanks again to Aussie Athletes. Um, yeah. Without you guys, Genevieve wouldn't be where she is. So good awesome. on you. Thank yeah. you. No, great to hear. And thank you for coming on today. Um, 
it was a pleasure speaking with the both of you. I really enjoyed hearing both of you guys uh, talk about, you know, uh, your journey and, um, you know, where you came from. Um, and it's it's definitely impressive of, you know, to see where you are today and what you're doing. Uh, it's awesome stuff, Jen. So keep it up. Um, and we're really excited for you, um, you know, for what you what's to come for you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, guys, you know, you have a good day. It's good to hear that you're staying safe and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Good on you, Joe. And hopefully we'll meet you one day, mate, in person. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to. Uh, we can get in the water together at a race. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I bring a snorkel. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll bring it along. <laughs> all right, guys. You have a good one, okay? Thank you. Thank bye. you very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a great conversation with Ashton Jin. Um, it was powerful, insightful, and uh, just a really good time speaking with them. An absolute pleasure. I want to really want to thank them for coming on today, uh, taking the time out of their day to speak with me and share their story. Um, I I hope many of you find um, you know it beneficial and enjoyed the conversation like I did. Um, so yes, a big thank you to them, and also a big thank you to you listeners who continue to tune in. Uh, please follow us on social media, spread the word about the podcast, and uh, we love you know giving you guys these episodes to listen to how our athletes are doing in, out in the world and all the great things that are accomplishing. So thank you and see you next week.